Kia ora, and welcome to a special edition of the Kaka. Uh, normally it's a daily podcast I do with my email newsletter via Substack, but today the government has announced a clearing of the decks of its policies. We've been expecting this, but today was when it all happened. About three o'clock, the new Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins, announced the details of the first substantive cabinet meeting with his new ministry, including the things that the government is ditching. This is all of the flotsam and jetsam that's stuck on the deck, that's slowing the ship down, that Labour wants to throw overboard and clear the way so that it has a clear field of fire at the opposition in the election campaign. So, let's look at what's been announced today, most of which has already been foreshadowed and is expected. That includes the end of the TVNZ-RNZ merger negotiations. That is ended completely. There were uh, $23 million worth of fees paid to consultants in the last um, three or four years to get this up and running. It is over. The government is going to ensure there's a bit of extra money there for RNZ because it's been underfunded. Effectively, it's had its funding frozen for many years. And Chris Hipkins said the government would put around about $10 million extra, which is about a 20% increase into RNZ's budget to beef it up. Also, NZN on Air, which was going to see its budget significantly reduced after a merger of TVNZ and RNZ, it will get some unspecified extra funding as well. Chris Hipkins has, sort of as expected, but in a quite significant big move, decided to end work on the social insurance scheme. The proposal was released in February last year and the government had hoped to get it through before the election. This is the scheme that would be run by ACC in which employees contributed 1.4% or so of their salary and employers contributed 1.4% of their salary or wages to a new scheme, a bit like ACC, but designed to provide a, a, bigger a bigger unemployment payout if you were to be made unemployed. And if you had some issues with sickness, you would be paid as well. The idea being that uh, when people are restructured or industries change, you have a bit more time and resources to organise yourself and find another career or retrain or whatever. Uh, this was um, one of the big things that uh, Grant Robertson wanted to get up and running, but of course the opposition had accused the government of, of doing a stealthy tax increase, which businesses couldn't afford to pay at the moment. Mind you, it's worth looking at what's happening to business profits at the moment, and they are at record highs and up around 40 to 50% since COVID. However, uh, that... Being aside, small businesses were not happy about it, and neither were big businesses. This is something that uh, is opposed by the National Party, and uh, National has promised to repeal it if it got into power. So this has been parked for this current term. Uh, Chris Hipkins didn't completely ditch it, and obviously we'll have a look at the manifesto later this year to see whether it comes back. Uh, secondly, the government chose to announce a 7% increase in the minimum wage to $22.70 an hour. That's up $1.50 an hour, 7%. That's right in line with the increase in consumer price index inflation. 
Now that's also a little bit more in nominal terms than the average increase in the minimum wage over the last five years of the current Labour government. But when you take into account inflation, essentially it means that people on the minimum wage are treading water. They're standing still because the 7% increase is directly in line with CPI inflation. The last five increases in the minimum wage have been a lot bigger than in previous years and they've been at around about 6.5% on average per year and that's um, around about double what we saw in CPI inflation. So you were having real wage increases for the minimum wage of around about 3 to 3.5% per year. That has now dropped to naught. Uh, for, for the minimum wage increase that's coming up on April the 1st. Also, uh, the government uh, has announced that three waters will be altered in an unspecified way at a, in an unspecified time. Uh, other than to say that government wants to have a closer look at it and have a chat with the various parties involved, we'll see what that means. Obviously, the big uh, um, focus is on whether co-governance stays. My view of what's already gone through the parliament is it's quite difficult to unwind that bowl of spaghetti and we will see uh, how the government tries to spin it. Elsewhere, uh, we've seen the government decide to end the biofuels mandate. Now, this is part of the climate change response aiming at reducing climate emissions, and it would have reduced, according to the forecasts, about 30 million tonnes in emissions by 2035. The government decided not to do this. Um, in a way, this is a repeat of a decision made towards the end of last year, which we knew about but which hadn't been formally announced. And uh, Chris Hipkins says now's the wrong time to put up the cost of living for people. Uh, in my view, and there's more, a few details here and there elsewhere, um, and you can see more detail in the text version that goes out with the Substack. In my view, this is the government clearing the decks ahead of the election on October the 14th, and in many ways getting as close to the the deck as possible so that when the election campaign starts there are very few easy targets for the opposition to pick off uh, to launch scare campaigns on be it tax increases or um, the uh, uh, the easy spending targets that the opposition have said. And uh, we'll know a lot more about the respective party positions and how low they've gone, how low their targets will be around about budget time, so mid to late May. And then it'll be all on for a sprint to the election on October the 14th. In my view, both parties are now adopting reasonably low targets, and the question is how low will National go to try and match Labour's crawling on the deck um, to uh, avoid any sort of policies seen as risky? Because remember, in modern politics, defence beats attack. And, and it's uh, the tools that we have now in um, very short uh, news cycles, um, an easy ability to go negative, um, the sheer tightness of MMP elections, which means that you don't have a lot of room to move if you want to propose something unusual. That is, uh, is what's called a low target strategy. And Labour has definitely adopted a, a low target. They've removed all of the things that might have distracted voters that were easy targets for the opposition. And they're trying to make this an election, which is more about fear of a new government's policies than it is about a judgment on the existing government's policies. 
Now, you can argue whether that's right or wrong, but it's certainly a thing. And uh, uh, from from my point of view, this really sets us up for the election campaign. It means that the announcements likely around the budget, when the government will come up with its proposals, and the opposition have said that they too will come up with a more detailed set of proposals around tax cuts, spending changes, all of that. Then we'll have a clear idea of what actually is left on the deck to uh, make decisions about, and also we'll see how the uh, the various parties target each other's things that are visible above the deck. I'm Bernard Tecky. That was a quick and second uh, podcast for today, Wednesday the 8th of February, after Chris Hipkins has announced a bunch of changes designed to clear the decks ahead of election 2023. I'm Bernard Hickey. Kaki te hanou.